Own it. Isn't that wild? I just took four flash pictures without changing bulbs. With Sylvania's fantastic new invention, the Blue Dot Flash Cube. Just pop one on any new flash cube model camera and shoot. With the Sylvania Blue Dot Flash Cube, you're always ready for the great shots that used to get away. So I bought lots of them. Maybe I'll stuff Christmas stockings with them. Oops, what about regular flash cameras? Sylvania blue dot flash bulbs. When the dot is blue, the bulb is good. Blue dots for sure shots. So for regular flash cameras, blue dot flash bulbs. And for new flash cube model cameras, blue dot flash cubes. Sylvania blue dot flash bulbs or flash cubes. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? Nice. Hey, it's uh, very nice to see you guys. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, it's nice. To, uh, it like it's been like it's been like a real while. It is that. If it's that nice to see us. Why didn't you turn the heat on? Then? There's no heat. Where, what heat am I going to turn on? Yes, this is F- this is FPPHQ in Fairlawn, New Jersey, where it's well, it's 52 it's degrees. Literally warmer outside. Is warmer outside than it is in here. I, but I. You know, I did nice in June. I did send you guys a nice text saying, "Bring your coats." Right. Well, S- we still already, going, huh? We're already wearing coats. Your coat? Who is your your corduroy? This? Yeah. Hell yeah! Now, what are you going to do when it literally falls apart? This is not. This is a secret. This is oh. not the first one. No, that's that's not the first one. This is the second. But one. where do you get them? They all look the same. Well, I've only ever had two of them. I have pictures of myself from like 2005 wearing. Number one. Number one is now my uh, my garage coat. Number one looks to get a little it looks ratty. Looks exactly like this. Well, it's got it's got a little bit of paint here and there. It's got a little couple solder stains on it. Maybe might have a burn. What's that? Number one. The elbows are wearing. No, no, it's good. We're talk- the, the lapels get a little soft. My name. Is- I like a crisp lapel. My name is Michael Rosso, and this is the Film Photography Podcast, uh, episode one eighty two, April first, twenty eighteen, and I was just speaking to Mark Dalzell. Hey, Mark. Hey. Happy and April f- Fool's Day. I don't celebrate April Fool. What about Easter? Every day is April Fool's <laughs> Yes, every day. And John Fideli's here. Yeah. So we're talking about Mark. Mark wears a corduroy coat. It's like a sports jacket. If you've ever seen me or a picture of me, you can see what the coat looks like. Yeah, it's, it's the only thing I ever wear. It looks like something Frankenstein would wear. <laughs> if it was like eight sizes too small. It, 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 it does. Right. Wait one second, everybody. Hang on. Hang on. A nice sound. Oh, yeah, that is a Mr. Brown iced coffee. The Wilhelm can. Booyah! Wow! Tight, 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 yeah! Booyah! Wow! <laughs> well, I, I just telling John before we started, re- started recording that. Um, I've got one too. I, uh, I don't drink. I, you know, I don't go out of my way to. <laughs> Flat. I don't go out of my way to <laughs> consume caffeine. Like I don't drink coffee. I drink decaf coffee. When was the last time you had caffeine? Actively, a uh, f- mm, few so weeks ago. What about passively? So this is, is that decaf? No. Oh, then you're going to be flying. Off well, that's why I'm I'm doing it for my my listeners, right, folks? 
I'm doing it for, on, on behalf of the FPP listeners, which, by the way, I'm very happy to be back, and I'm very happy to have you folks listening. I greatly appreciate it, and it's really all about the love of shooting film. It's, 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 it's exciting. Okay, this is from my good friend Mike Caputo. These are from Hawaii. I'm very good. How are you? These are mac- macadamia nuts covered in milk chocolate. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. And he also sent... Well, he, first of all, he sent me a big box of 16-millimeter expired film stock. Wow. This has been the stuff that I've been shooting when I come down to see you guys playing music. I would love to see some of that someday. And here is our, our benefactor. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, this is real. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like a 1920s fight pose. That's right. He's got the mustache and everything. Yes. It's Mike Caputo. Awesome. He's a fireman and a uh, film enthusiast. Shoots stills. He shoots uh, 16 millimeter. And uh, he is a great guy. And he sent a letter. He said, the other day I was listening to the podcast, catching up on episodes while printing in my dark toilet. <laughs> And I had to do a double take when I heard my name mentioned. How exciting. You were talking about the Minolta 16 spy camera and brought up a box of 16 millimeter film that I had sent you. Mm. I'm very glad. (laughs) I'm very glad that all the film is going to use in a variety of ways. I have plenty of 16 millimeter film still that I'm not using. Wow. So I've decided to send more to the FPP. Enjoy. I've also sent candy from the big... Island of Hawaii, chocolate cover macadamia. I mean, I'll take some of that. They're good. They're good. Smaller than. Oh, look at that. Mm. Actually, just the right size. They are. To eat six of them. Mmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm. Right. Very good. Thank you, take Mike. Two. Aloha. Thanks. <laughs> Last thing I enclosed. <laughs> Is a print I made in ye old dark toilet. I want to know how a guy named Mike Caputo ends up in Hawaii as a fireman. It's a self-portrait shot on a Pentax 6-7 and Tri-X, so you can see who is writing. It's my way of sneaking into the studio. Hi, everybody. Hey, we're going to put you, put his picture up here in the studio. Yeah, why not? P.S. You said on the podcast that I'm a quote-unquote filmmaker. That's very nice of you. Thanks. I'm actually a fireman, but filmmaking is always cool. Enjoy the film. I know you will put it to good use. This is like, so he's like uh, an awesome dude. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. That's really cool. Isn't that wild? This is a bag. has a little pin on it. This is from Mark. It's from a variety of different sources. From Mark or for Mark? That's for Mark. That's your door prize today. So this the pin is awesome. The bag and the pin are from Kodak Alaris. Whoa! Oh, Those stickers are awesome. The stickers are from Kodak, cool. from Tim over at Kodak. Thank I you. Stuff like this. In that box are some laboratoire. Laboratoire. Film. What is that? Lip gloss? There is a lip gloss. St- there is a stick of lip. No, not lip gloss. It's chapstick. Not in mine. Oh, there is actually. I thought you were joking. It's no. Portra 400 chapstick. Also in there is a box of Cosmo photo. Oh, that's what I have in my hand. Now, have you heard of this? You knew about this. I, I have never heard of it, but I love it. You don't? Wasn't this an Indiegogo or something? Was it? When did you get on? I don't remember. I have one for you. <gasps> Can I have it? Yeah. Cool. This is Cosmo photo. Black and white 100. Yeah. If you look it up, it's Cosmo with a K. Oh, it's monofilm. Yeah, it's mono. You can't use it in stereo cameras. No. Yeah. It's it's. Black and white, 100 ISO film. We're going to do a segment on it uh, next show with Leslie. We're going to talk about it. I love it. 
If you Google Cosmo K K O S M O, the Google. Isn't that wild? And what's what's the deal? It's from over Spanish. there. It's, it's not from here. It's from over there. Yeah. There he is. You hungry, T? You want to send the kid for my Jeff Fresh? Cool. We got a package from... Uh, not from me, Mike. We got a package from Jeffrey. He says, hey, FPP folks, thanks for a great podcast. Here are some treats from the local area. They're made in Tacoma, Washington, just in sight of Mount Rainier. Chocolate-covered pine cones. They were... Uh, it was... I forget what they were called, but they're gone. Oh. <laughs> Great. Were they good? They, they were called they were a they, bottle of whiskey. They came in over the winter time, and just Justin and I were here freezing. So freezing and starving in the afternoon, about three o'clock. Instead of eating each other, you we put, we put a pot of coffee on, and every day we split one in half. Mm. It was like a like a moon like a pie had nuts in it. That sounds Thanks. Was, yeah, yeah, no, it was good. Oh, the box even says grim on the side. Yeah, it's all grim. And look at how beautiful it is. It's so grim. Uh, what do you want me to say? I guess this woman, where's the fish? Oh, here it is. Uh, this is Iris Grimm. Yes, she's a craft maker. <coughs> she is that a, such a thing? She says, hello, film <laughs> photography project. My name is Iris, and I run a tiny bindery in Boston, Mass. called Grimm Books. G-R-I-M-M. I am also a photographer, so I've designed photo albums to fit all sizes of film, including all types of instant film. I'm sending out some samples to people in the film photography community. Feel free to uh, reach out with any John? questions. What? I'm sorry, your mic has been off. <laughs> uh, Stupid. Okay, but um, so we heard you, like, secondhand. All right, whatever. Anyhow, continue, please. Continue okay. from the beginning. Mm. <laughs> Let's see. She says the sizes she currently offers are Pol- Polaroid 600, Polaroid Spectra, Instant, John, Instax Mini, one more time? Instax Wide, John. Instax Square, Polaroid Type 100. Can I interrupt you one more time? What? So, technically, I had Matt's mic up. Does that mean... Where's Matt's mic? Oh. So does that mean hear? whatever he was saying... Absolutely. ...in Columbus... We can hear him in the bathroom. Yeah. ...is on the file? Can you hear him like... <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. All right. So uh, Polaroid 100, uh, she does it for 4x4s, 4x6, 5x5s, 5x7, 8x10, and 8.5x11. And it's info at grim-books.com or on the web at grim-books.com. So you can find out about that stuff. And this is a cute little thing. It's a handmade craft. It's a handmade crafted book. Can I break the seal? Yeah, yeah. That you put your Polaroids or any... There's different sizes. You get any yeah. size you want. I want to see. The, how do they go in? Let me see. Oh, it is like a little yeah, it's binder. A flip book. Just go in the top. Oh, and they slide in, though. Yeah. Well, that's a very cool idea. It's a nice little flip book. And it, they're beautifully made. Yeah. Very ruggedly made, I might. I may It's add. like a professional-looking photo album, but yeah. specifically made for Polaroid-sized pictures. Very nice. Cool. Yeah. Very nice package. I will oh. check that out. Lovingly crafted. Um, this uh, passes over to uh, Mark. I've... This is like a whole package. I, don't, I haven't unearthed it. I just know that it was written on onion skin, which started a whole conversation yeah. that John and I had before you came here about Don Erickson. Well, it doesn't matter anyways because my mic was off. So That's handwritten. Look at that. How beautiful. Hello, everyone. Greetings to you all from sunny and hot Tucson. This letter is a couple months old. Tucson. From Tucson, Arizona. First and foremost, I want to thank you all for the hard work for collect you collectively put into the podcast and the FPP. It's written in cursive. Okay, so all right, no judgment. It's like speed bumps. You have been an invaluable resource for me and a great source of vintage and uncommon 
film stock. I enjoy using the double X and infrachrome film that you supply through the store. Oh. One of my favorite cameras I own is a Mamiya Super 23. Mm. I own quite a few medium format cameras, and time and time again, I find myself taking it out on photo walks in and around the Tucson community. Mm. Mm. It's a very versatile and easy-to-use camera. I own the 100mm 3.5 and 50mm 6.3 lenses for it, along with a 6x7 and 6x9 backs, and I don't think there are any things it would have a hard time tackling. Mm-hmm. There are any things... In a, mm-hmm. Because it is such a conspicuous camera, I often get comments from people when I'm out and about with it. Too many times I would talk to people who asked about it, and I wouldn't have anything to give them where they could see what the camera was capable of doing. I got the idea to create an illustration of the camera along with a couple of graphite flash guns. Mm-hmm. I worked with a local illustrator, and this is the final design of what we came up with. I had them printed as stickers, business cards, and postcards, so I have something to hand out to interested folks. The stickers are here in this envelope. I haven't opened them yet. Well, the, uh, the, the postcards look pretty nice, i got to tell you. An envelope and an envelope. They look good. They look pretty cool. There we go. Look. Oh, let me have one. Stickers. Hey. Stickers. Hey, Mark. So what you do they do? Sticker. You get a sticker. Hey, Mark, are those What's, stickers? What do they stickers. do with this supper club? Supper 23. Let me get to page two. Okay. Ah, ah. I have included some for you all with this letter. I hope you, I have sent enough so everyone can have something. On the postcards and business cards, something, my social information, as well as my website. On my website is a link to a camera review I wrote about the Super 23 and Universal cameras. I love Universal. Uh, on the About Me section of my website. There's no official membership roster for the Mamiya Super 23 Press Club, so feel free to share your show your stickers to people and proclaim yourselves to be members if any of your own or, uh, enjoy using the Mamiya press cameras. Mm. The stickers are very durable, and larger ones are printed on a transparent base. Thanks all for all you do for the film shooting community. Feel free to read this letter if you wish on the podcast. Well, good, because we did. Or post images of the stickers. Keep up the great work. So, Who's yeah. It from? These are very durable stickers, I must say. They're very durable they're like, stickers. They're rubber-like. John can't even bite through it. Nope. It's signed Kiki. Kiki Wilkins? Kiki, Kiki, Kiki. Wilkins? Kiki Wilkins? Where is Kiki from? Uh, in Tuscan, Tucson. Arizona. Oh, Tucson. Tucson, Arizona. Uh, yeah. So, here's the stickers. The Maria, let's see. Is it on the clips? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh, www. Kiki Wilkins, I'm assuming, dot com. K-I-K-I-E-W-I-L-K-I-N-S dot com. Now, Mark, do you have a Mamiya Super 23? I don't. I, I, I've, the closest I've gotten to getting one is I saw one at a, at a flea market, and it, it wasn't all there. But I, I've held them, and I've played with them, but I don't own one. And it's kind of a press camera, right? It's a press camera. It's one of the ugliest cameras. It's like Photron ugly, but it's it's cool. Yeah, and it's it's all business, so I wouldn't mind owning one. It's all business. It's all business. I mean, it's obviously it was designed for function over form. Uh huh. Oh, I see. Um, but gotcha. it's it's a serious camera. Yeah. Speaking of business, let's go to a commercial. We'll be right back. Hold it. Isn't that wild? I just took four flash pictures without changing bulbs. Isn't that wild? <laughs> 
Uh, when can I pick up the pictures? Thursday. This Thursday. Okay, let me make a note of that. You're going to write it down there? I was going to, oh, yeah. Well, then, uh, let's say Tuesday. You mean two days earlier? No, five, five days, days later. later. Mm -hmm. I thought as much. If this customer were at a Photomat store, we'd be introducing him to our brand new picture pickup promise. Photomat's way of telling you exactly when your pictures will be ready. That quick? Sure, and if it doesn't work out, you get a free roll of film. Oh, no, 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 no. You get in trouble oh, for that. Oh, it's no I mean, problem. Yeah. Huh? It's a Photomat policy. The Photomat picture pickup promise. Is there a Photomat store around here? Mm. Hey, we're back. Mm. <laughs> hey, mm. I just want everyone to know out there, uh, first of all, I don't know what's going on. I'm on, I'm on caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> You're shaking I'm with like these guys. I don't know what's happening. But I will tell you, I wrote, good thing I scribbled some things down. I got high, I got <clears throat> We're going to talk about these in future episodes in great detail. But the hit list is, this is new, uh, Kodak T-Max 3200. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got some loaded up right now. Oh. oh. Uh, well, we'll get to it. Mike's talking. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mark. That's very nice of you. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a brand new film. It's um, reissued by Kodak. It, it was available in the, the 90s and the early 2000s. Then it was discontinued. And it's been on uh, moratorium since then. It came back in, uh, in the late winter 2018. It's... P3200, P stands for push, which means you could shoot it at 3200, you could shoot it at 1600, you could shoot it at 800, you could shoot it at 6400, and supposedly you could shoot it at 25,000 ISO. Hmm. You can. Hmm. Oh, you can. I tried it. F complete failure. Mm -hmm. I tried it again. <gasps> oh. You tried it again. Success. Oh, save it for the what show. Did, what did you do? Oh, this is minute. the show. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do different? Okay, well, okay, you know what? I'll start. I'll, I'll read the rest of the list Save later. Save for a minute from now. <clears throat> okay. Well, Mark's looking at a smarty phone. Uh, well, I'm, I'm pulling up my... The okay, image. great. Uh, also brand new FPP black and white... Black, black and white? FPP black and white hand-rolled film. Mm. Okay. <laughs> this is a new line of film. It's 100, 200, and 400 ISO. The 100 is Orwo U54... That's the name of the company. Oh. Orwo. Orwo? Like Orson Welles? As in Orwo. And I think it stands for Original Wolfen. I don't know if it has anything to do with Lawrence Talbot. I don't know if it's from Viseria. I don't know anything. Okay. Mark's just looking at me. FPP 100 <laughs> is Orwo UN 54. You shoot with it Stock. Yet? FPP 200 is FOMA 200 surveillance film. Mm. That we've had. The 400 is N74 Orwo. Now, what's unique about it is that you cannot buy rolled Orwo film. Uh, they're in the FPP store right now. Uh, go grab them. So please subscribe to the FPP newsletter. Just go to filmphotographyproject.com. Oh. Upper right-hand corner is says subscribe. That's where you get all the juicy bits. Do it. Like, you'll get, like, a newsletter that says, use this code, and you're like, you know, save a substantial amount of money sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, FPP line of chemistry uh, designed for the, for the apartment, condo, or someone who just... What did uh, the fighting guy, what did he call his lab? Toilet lab. Toilet lab. If you're working toilet dark toilet, room. toilet dark room, then that's yeah. what you need. Well, Mike Caputo, he Mike, turns dark toilet. Is that dark toilet. Yeah, he yeah. turns his toilet into yeah. a so dark bathroom. So if you're cramped for not the made, actual toilet, he made a little video online. It was really. I'll try to find the link. And it was him with the toilet. It was fast. Like he sped everything up. Uh -huh. So he's like seeing with the chemistry. Then I guess the time where you, you get you waiting. 
He got on the bowl. Oh, jeez. <laughs> nice. That mic. So you know how you buy D76 and it makes a gallon. You buy Fixer, it makes a gallon. You buy uh, most of these chemistry, you know, you make a gallon. It's too much. The gallon jugs take up a lot of space if you have little space. But inspired by the FPP C41 kit, which is in the beautiful one liter I mean, those are easy to store. A little one-liter jar. You just put it on your shelf. You can yeah. stack them. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mike's mom's seltzer. That's right. They're the Well, the jugs you buy from the FPP store are my mom's recycled jugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see Sean's face. Reused jugs. <laughs> it is. They are. I'm just yeah. telling the facts. So, for whatever reason, it's my nice family... It's to share her jugs with so many. My parents, for whatever reason, they... They only drink seltzer. They only drink seltzer, Shoprite sparkling seltzer, and a huge amount of it. You have pallets <laughs> of empty bottles. It's insane. Did you see over there? Yeah, yeah. That, it, you it, literally it, have a pallet of empty wow. bottles. Does she? Uh, does she like disinfect these, or what does she do? Uh, my mom. She. She. First of all, she un- when they're done, uncaps them, lets them dry out, then caps them. Puts them back in the little pallet, cardboard pallet thing. And then wow. when I visit my parents every two weeks, I back up my, my truck and <laughs> box truck. load. Wow. Do you give her a nickel for every bottle? How does that work? No, no. It's all wow. just, you know, a donation to the FPP. Wow. That's pretty sweet. Your but anyhow, right. yeah, my mom's all right. Uh, so designing this line of chemistry so that it's easy. Mm. So is uh, the FPP 110 in front of you? Yes. Now, you notice it's not a 16-ounce. It's an 8-ounce jar. Oh, it's look true. at it that, Michael. right on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the FPP-110 is equivalent to HC-110. The FPP-76, also known as Dalzell-76, mm. is equivalent to D-76, and that is a packet that makes one liter. The f- photo flow, F-O-T-O flow, a.k.a. Fideli flow, Yo. is the equivalent of photo flow. It's a wedding agent. And that comes in a cute little four-ounce. agent. It comes in a little four-ounce bottle. So mm-hmm. cute. So cute. It is. It's uh, And then in a quart jar is something I know. I mean, John, John and I forever have been like, you know, make, processing film in, in college, in the 80s. Wash. Never, never used an never. archival wash. Never. I, but I think it's AKA. Do you remember hypo-clearing agent? Mm. No. Do you? Does it Not ring a bell? really. Hmm. No. Apparently, when you... Well, no, this is not apparent. Fact, factfully. Factually. 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 Factual when you're done processing your black and white film after the mm-hmm. fixer, you're supposed mm-hmm. to wash your film for like an hour. Really? To, yeah. It's a long time, yeah. So, by doing a quick wash and then using the archival bath... What's it called? Archival wash? Permanent. Yes. Permanent wash. That... Cuts your. You put that in there for a minute or so, and then that's it. You're done. Uh-huh. It preserves for archival. So instead of having to do the final wash for half an hour, you just do it put for that like, in for a minute. You do your wash for a minute or so, then you put it in there for for another minute or so. Yeah, uh-huh. and and we're going to talk about this in great detail. Is this, is this tells you reusable or you dump it? You you make a mixture from that concentrate. Oh, that's concentrate. You make it. That depends. Oh, okay. A, you make a quart. Oh. From there, and you mix it with water, and then you can keep that, and that's see. good for 10, 12, oh, 15 okay. rolls. See, yeah. see, see. Yeah. Mm. So it's hi- highly recommended. F- soon, not here yet, we'll have uh, Fideli Fix. Ah. 
uh, to make one liter, one liter for Deli Fix. Nice. Yeah. So check out. I'll fix you good. If you go to filmphotographystore.com, click darkroom, you'll see all the stuff. All the stuffs. Sure. Continue the bulletin. Uh, You can tell that caffeine's really kicking in now. You may have to bring me to the hospital. Oh. You're speaking very quickly. One time use Kodak Fun Saver. This is a one time use camera, AKA here in the U.S., because, you know, we're the U.S. disposable cameras. Yeah. Throw it out. After. Throw it away. <laughs> Surprised they don't make it edible. Put it in the dump. I brought in like two little boxes of these. Do you know how many I've sold? None. One. Zero. Yeah. Nobody wants them. No, they're just not like like. And I brought them in because we brought in the Ilford and the Lomography. Uh, well, Ilford is oh. one time used. The Lomography are reloadable. Oh. And those are super popular. Oh. Super popular, Mark. Mm. Super positive. Kodak Fun Saver. It's almost like. It belongs in a in a drugstore or like convenience store. Yeah, it belongs in CVS where it will sit for years and years. <laughs> they don't even have those. They sell the Fuji ones now. Yeah, I'm just giving them away. When I say giving away, I'm not like handing it to you. Get, I'm talking to you, you folks listening. I'm giving them away. I'm just they're five ninety nine. They were eight ninety nine. So just take them. That's, <laughs> that's the price of the roll of film that's in it. Get yeah, rid of them. Just, yeah, really. you know, go to filmphotographystore.com uh, in cameras or in film, and you'll see Kodak Fun Saver. Just, you know, do, do me a solid. <laughs> hey, yeah. buddy, could you spare five ninety nine? Help a brother out. Yeah, uh, that's all I have right now. I told you not to buy 30,000 of those. Uh, but Mark, uh, now we're going to talk, Leslie Lazenby, as we're talking here, ne- in two weeks, is going to talk in detail about... A T Max P thirty two hundred because she's doing like a bunch of tests. Mm. Yeah, you know, shooting at eight hundred, shooting at this hundred, shooting at that hundred, this hundred, that hundred, right. <laughs> shooting eight hundred, eight hundred and one. Yeah, Mark, Mark, did I ever tell you how much I appreciate you? <laughs> no, oh, I really now, John. I know too long, so yeah, when you know it. someone that long, you mean to them. Yes, you don't. That's how you're nice. Yes. Well, that's, that's how. You but I feel you like you're really mean to me too. No. It's not. <laughs> You've seen John and I bicker, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like someone like... It's like an old couple. Yeah, like an old couple. I shut up. But anyhow, I, I really appreciate you, Thanks. Mark. You're, it, really, you're dedicated. What's, what's brought this on? What are you're you, interested. Are you, you need a favor? No, he's, he's all hopped up on caffeine. He's feeling good. He's oh. looking in your eyes, and he's feeling yeah. the moment. So yeah. just go with it, man. Yeah. From across the ice bar. Uh, well, I, I, I like, you know, I... Well, I think what you were heading towards was the... The P3200. Yeah, the 25,000. Apparently, you could take the new Kodak T-Max P3200 and shoot it at 25,000 ISO. What? And you can. And... Barely. So, Mark, what... You see, what's great about the the collective of FPPs, I have no interest in shooting at that ISO. (laughs) I'll shoot it at 1,600. I'll shoot it at 3,200. It's great that you were excited about... You're like, I want to shoot it at 25,000. I was curious. I like to push the fringes. Yeah, why not? I was, I, so, I, yeah, I was, I was up for burning a half a roll. How do you what, even do it? Uh, well, I, uh, my light meter will go up to 3,200. So I just, I would meter it and then add three more stops to it. 3,200 times three is 25,000? Well, not times three, but 3,200. Squared. 6,400, 12,000, 25,000. So okay. it's like three stops away from 3,200. That's what you did. So, and if that's not right, then... So what well, happened? Bully, bully to now, you. Now, I received a text from Mark telling me that the 25,000 ISO shoot was a fail. Flop. But I'm, th- but I'm thrilled to tell you that he- I didn't know this. It's breaking I news. tried it again. Tried it again, and yeah. you succeeded. So please inform us, where did the mi- mix-up? Where I, did you fail, and what did you do to make it work? 
I'm not sure exactly what what the difference is. Um, the, the developing guidelines at 25, so like off the top of my head, I think, at 25,000 ISO to develop it in Extol stock, which is what I use. When we get days. the sheet? Actually, oh, the, the sheet's actually in my pocket. Oh, ah, sheet. But, is it really? Yeah, you want it? No, well, well, just so you could reference it for real. Well, I mean, hmm. I say off the top of my head, but it's real. There's a you data trust, sheet. You can trust my numbers. There's a data sheet online, or you can email me, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> so at, at, at 70 degrees, <laughs> yes. at Xtol stock, you need to develop it for 17 minutes. Okay. I shot it. I did some in, indoor stuff at 25,000. I shot some stuff at that band rehearsal, and it just came out blank, <clears throat> completely blank, like wow. really nothing at all on the on the film. So <clears throat> I thought, well, I'll give it another try because I really was curious, and I, I shot it more like 20,000 ISO. I was shooting outside, which may have made a bigger difference. It was really higher contrast on a light, on a very light, snowy day. So I was shooting at like f. 22 at a thousandth of a second or something like really crazy really crazy fast and then i i really checked the the temperature of my developer and it was actually 68 degrees not 70 degrees mm. so that actually bumps the time from 17 to 19 and a half minutes so mm. which seems like it would make things worse but anyway so i i was just much more precise and i did get some images not great and there was a couple of pictures that i took inside that didn't come out the ones that i took outside for the most part, did. This so. is the first time. Yeah, but why this would is you the wanna, second try. Oh, the second wanna, try. Why would you want to shoot? So that's, that's what I'm getting. What's that on? Flickr? Not yet. Oh. This is, this is, a, this is a preview. It's very um, contrasty. Yeah, it's very contrasty, and it's very like grainy and speckledy. Yeah, so why would you want to do that? It's something different. Well, why would you want to... Yeah, I, I understand. Very high I know, contrast. I understand that. You're, you're experimenting. But under what conditions would you rate it for 25000 and hope to get a, a usable image? Well, it seems like shooting outside, I don't know. Mm. It's just something kind of, you know, to test the fringes of what the film would actually do, just to see what it looked like. Because gotcha. I know what you know, 3200 speed black and white film looks like yeah. shot at 3200, but yeah. I was just curious. But yeah, it does come with, so the, the film comes with this big guideline sheet for all your major developing. Well, it doesn't come with it. You developers. have to download it. Oh, mine came with it. Oh, that's because I sent it to you. Oh, I thought you were just including it with any purchase. Uh, no, I can start. Do you think that's a good thing to have? Oh, this is amazing. I, I literally carried it around in my pocket. And he still has it. Yeah. So if you if you bought if you pre-ordered and now bought P thirty two hundred and you didn't get the sheet, I'd be more than happy to email you yeah, sheet. Well, you can find it online. I think even on the uh, the Kodak press release has has yeah. this. Yeah. So it's, if you're doing your own developing at home, it, it's it's a handy dandy little sheet that tells you mm-hmm. yeah. what developer, what time, what ISO. Mm. But it yeah it gives you the, all developing times, all temperatures from four hundred. ISO all the way up to 25,000 for TMAX developers, Xtol, D76, and HC110. So all, yes. the, all, the, all the hits. Yes. All the, all the favorites. So anyway, yeah, so I did a second test, and I got something out of it. It's super high contrasty, fun, grainy, you know, why not? Probably, now, I probably won't do it again. I got the rest of the roll is now loaded in the camera. So what I do yes. when I'm testing is I'll shoot you know, eight or 10 or 12 shots. And then I'll take my camera, a pair of scissors and a developing tank into the dark bag. I'll open up the back of the camera, cut out what I've already shot, put that in the tank. You don't use the camera that has the cutter in it? <laughs> camera with the cutter. Uh, yeah. Oh, the old uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've got some of those. But oh, really? No. Yeah. Yes. Got a cutter inside the camera. Oh, so right. that you could actually do what he's oh, doing. For, for yeah. press cameras. 
No, it's an old SLR, like a really? 40s but SLR. But let's say you, you're, you're Jimmy Olsen, you're out <laughs> shooting yeah. a release, and then you have to get that to the lab, but you don't want to sacrifice the rest of the You don't want to blow your well, film no, budget. Because you know what? Those, those cameras, were sh- you, would, you would load the film into the rapid cartridge. Oh. So you could open the back of the film, and you would only lose one, one shot. So you could take mm. 10 shots, open the back of the camera, cut, cut it. the film, hand it to the developer who'd go off, and then you could continue shooting who, the rest of the roll. drop it into the van by the plane? Was, was exactly. that the video? <laughs> Take it up in his sop with camel and race it to the laboratory. The mobile it's laboratory. Kaiser Wilhelm! Um, so anyway, so I still have... I've now done two tests with this roll of film that's still in the camera that I'm still shooting. Okay. So and now I, what are you rating this? Just normal? 3200 or no? Yeah, I think I'll just do the rest. Or maybe even like 16. Like I'll go the other way around. Now, okay. are Make you nice excited about this film? Like, for example, once you're done with your test, are you going to continue to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to shoot it at... Thir- you know, I'm going to shoot P32 at 3200? I have so much film. I oh. kind of shoot whatever I pull out of the box. Okay, just uh, grab. But but I know there are people like I know. Uh, you know, Dane has a friend. He plays in a band with him. Who's a photographer? He only he's been a professional photographer for decades. He only shoots T Max thirty two hundred. That's that's it. That's literally the only film stock he wow. uses. For real? Yeah. So I mean, I know that there are people who are really into it. Um, yes, Do you know this so. guy? Yeah. Which yeah. guy? Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Is he talky? He is he chatty? Photographer. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Oh, he! I'd love to hear what how he's shooting oh, P thirty two hundred. Call him up sometime. Okay. Yeah. So I I'm not like a I'm not necessarily a film guy. Although today I did have a bunch of films that I shot that we could we could mention. But uh, I'm not usually like a film stock guy. There's one or two that I like. Like you know we always talk about this FEMA one twenty five that I love and mm. this and that. But otherwise. I'm pretty happy as long as it's not Kodak Max or gold or whatever. Too boring. Color. Just purpley yeah. and grainy and boring. Yeah, I don't like those. Well, if it's, once again, if, if it's brand new, it's, it's not going to be. All of your, your Max 400 and your gold 200 are all expired. Well, exactly. So that's, I've got like 100 rolls. That so stuff. he has like, he's it. scarred into yeah. like, he wouldn't touch it new. Uh, yeah. And what well, do you, I could, but I love portrait too. Yeah, or what? Uh, you know, yeah. I, I use the Smeema one. What about the Ektar? You like the Ektar? Mm, Ektar, Ektar is beautiful. It is. It's expensive, it? but uh, but it's beautiful. You know what? I like the um, I like the Arista black and white film. It's so cheap and it's so smooth and cheap. Like how cheap? Smooth. Uh, the last time I bought a ton of it, uh, the last time I bought it, but I think it was like you know five something a roll oh oh my god it's pretty cheap will you be put you I definitely yeah i definitely want to try that new stuff i haven't had a chance yet. okay great yeah. i think you'll really like it when yeah. you find a stock that you do like you like it like well, when you started shooting the svima 125 color like you had no preconceived idea but when I you think saw you handed it, me a roll across the table and said here's a new thing try it and immediately it was like oh my god this is great yeah well, so now whenever i'm testing something. film i'll i'll do an order on the fpp site and i'll order you know, four rolls of Ektar, a couple rolls of 3200, a couple rolls of this and that, a couple rolls of Hawkeye, and then 20 rolls of Shima right. 125. Yeah. Like, any order I do, I'll throw a dozen rolls of that in You there. know what you like once you see it. Yeah, and that's a good go-to film. It's pretty cheap. It, it lays flat when you develop it, which we always talk about. Oh, yes. Um, so, I like using that. And the colors are nice. So terrific. So eventually you will post some of your T-Max 3200 up on the Flickr? Yeah, the 25,000 ISO stuff will be going up today or tomorrow as soon as I get around to, to cleaning it up. And then, um, yeah, I'll put up the rest of the, the stuff that's in the camera next week. It's, it's currently, you know, just so you know, it's being shot in my, um, I have a Nikon F2, F2AS that I'm shooting it in. So it's a pretty good camera. Uh, for folks listening, all of us are on Flickr.com, F-L-I-C-K-R. 
You know, it was really popular back in the uh, 2000s, like especially like 2006, 2007, 2008. Like, it seemed like everyone was on Flickr. Flickr. And then it sort of like lost favor. But recently, I don't know if you noticed, the bull- our official bulletin board, our official forum is on the Flickr forums. There's been a lot of activity. Yeah. Uh, so I think we've been talking about it more. That's John with his... His robot. His insta- What's it called? Bel Air? Uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck it is. No, it's not the Bel Air. It says Pinali. What? Pinali Square. It's Lomo Square. Let me see this. It's the new Lomo. It's the Kickstarter Lomo Square. Oh, this is... looks like an 8 millimeter camera. It is a Pinali. Pinali. Pinoli? Oh. Pignoli. It's a, It's a. you know... This is a Lomo... The Lomo Pine Nut. Instant Square camera. We're going to have a... A hearty chat about this is the show that we're coming back and we're talking about what we're going to talk about. Great. By the way, not to go off on a tangent, do you do you know I took that? Do you know this song, the Smooth Sailor song? It goes boom, 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 and then Joseph's like, "We're in the future." Dun dun dun. There's no future. Doesn't sound familiar. No, there's so many songs that Joe has ranted over. Well, you know, when you guys were smoothing every every week, I would go to the archive and I, and I would go, go through the selects of the week. I'd be like, uh, no, no. Then I'd be like, oh, what's this? And uh, I took that because it's Joe, and then there's like great sp- like breathing space of just music, and I put in uh, audio uh, audio samples from Rambo. <laughs> From First Blood, the first Rambo movie. You remixed it? I did like you had like a DJ mix, yeah. and I got letters remix. about it. Really? I got like people, I felt like a DJ. Where did you, where did you At post it? At the end of the show, getting... I uh-huh. put it. Where's the future? It's over, Johnny. It's over. Nothing is over. Nothing. Where's the future? You just don't turn it off. You want the money war? You asked me, I didn't ask you. Amazing. <laughs> John, what do you have to say about that? Mm. <laughs> Anyhow, Bill Lehman won the uh, Minolta AF t-shirt. We gave that away a while ago. This, this was Leslie's prize. Mm. Um, he doesn't want us to talk about Minolta cameras because he's saying if we talk too much about Minolta cameras, the prices will start going up on eBay. I doubt it. By the way, uh, recently I had like a, like a little fleet of a little fleet of Olympus stylus cameras, not the Epic, the regular. Oh my stylus. God! I have like thirty cameras in my car for you. I forgot. Don't let me forget to give them. I to will you. not forget. So I Speaking put them up on the site, and I am always like, because uh, no, a a uh, FPP store customer emailed me and said, "Hey, I'm just getting into photography." What do you think a good point and shoot would be for me to just shoot with? And I just thought, hmm. And I knew I had these. So I said, you know, an Olympus stylus, it would be a perfect camera for you to have all the time. It's got amazing lens, takes great pictures. So I got up off my butt. I took some pictures, put them on the site. And I'm like, hmm, what should these sell for? And I thought, with a roll of film, 30 bucks. I put them up on the site. And then like five hours later, there's like four of them. They're just gone. Wow. And then one guy sent me an email and said, no, it was on Facebook. He said, oh, you know, these cameras go for $90 on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only been like six, 12, you know, only like a, six months a year. I haven't been on eBay to check prices. Mm. I think that cameras, film cameras are out of control on eBay these days. Like, really? the, like, like prices are going up unnecessarily. 
and people are paying. I wonder. I, you know, I've seen some, some stuff go up and some stuff go down. I was at a thrift store last week, and in the case, they had a Nikon F4, which I don't own, for uh, $60. And I thought, oh, my God, $60 for an F4? And just before I grabbed it, I quick-checked eBay, and they're selling on eBay for like 50 60 70 bucks. I was like, for an F4? I thought those were $150, $200 a year or two ago. So you think I don't, it's like the I don't stock know what's going market. on. Yeah, some stuff goes up, goes, some stuff goes down. What do you think, John? <laughs> I was thrilled. I mean, I well, you made four very happy people. Yeah, and they're excellent. Or excellent one very cameras. happy person. Mm, four one times. very happy guy that resold them on eBay. Yeah, yeah. I am. I neglect my job. Really, is well, my job is to keep the FPP funded. I have to keep the FPP funded. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the year. I'm not standing outside in the cold, and John says, No, hey, you're Mike. inside in the cold. <laughs> Sitting inside in the cold. <laughs> and John's like, Mike, what happened? And I would say to John, John, I lost my shirt. <laughs> I lost my shirt. So there are a lot of cameras here, and uh, thank all you folks who send in donations. Many of you write letters saying, Hey, look, I'm sending this stuff to you. Do what you feel you need to do with it. Give it away, sell it, whatever. Um, 99% of the cameras that come in go right out to schools. In future episodes, we have two new schools that are on the hook, yeah. as I say, to get a large donation of cameras. Yeah. For SLRs or point shoots? SLRs. Yeah, yeah we've got to get digging. Uh, one is in Connecticut. Connecticut, yeah. Uh, John and I may, may drive up there. Yeah. Or maybe you'd come too. Man, that would be... Can you imagine? The FPP showing up to donate cameras. Imagine the three of us. Cool. We haven't taken a road trip since 2015, fellas. Yeah. All right. That would be fun. Ohio was the last trip. Oh, yeah. And the other one's in Dundee, New York. That's a trip. How many hours? Four hours away? Yeah. I'm driving down to Maryland next Friday. Four hours. Which is four hours. Yeah. Which I'm not looking forward to. No. In in Steve's 56 Ford pickup. Oh, my goodness. What are you going down there for? Pick up an engine. No way. It's a pretty manly day. Really? I'm sure we'll smoke cigars each way. Does he have like a winch or something in the back of his truck? Uh, No, I have an engine hoist. And who's who's Steve? My neighbor across the street oh. with the old, the old pickup. Does he have a bucket seat in the back? No. Two seats and a bed. That's he can it. sit in the bed. Oh, okay. Sit in the bed for four hours. Four hours. That would be a fun... In the 40-degree temperature. <laughs> fun trip. Baltimore? Baltimore? Uh, no, we're going to uh, Ellicott City. Ellicott, Ellicott City. City. Didn't Kiss do a song about that? No. <laughs> Delicate that Rock sounds City. like something like yeah, right. That sounds like something like back in time <laughs> where you and I were at Comcast and Gary Shane would be like, "Hey, Mike, you and John go shoot Ellicott City." Yeah. <laughs> what do they do there? They sell kitchenettes. We did do that. Remember that weird, that weird down the shore thing we did for like oh, a commercial. The hotel? Yeah. Ocean Holiday. Ocean Holiday. We went. There was nobody it was there. The middle of winter. It was weirdest thing. And then we went to the uh, the the. <laughs> David Lynch bar. The, the David Lynch restaurant next door, and like a whole bus of elderlies pulled up. Yep. It was very strange. No, oh, the David Lynch bar where the girl was dancing. Yep, by herself. There was one girl dancing. She, she looked like she was mentally incapacitated. The music was blaring. The lights were going. She was staring into a mirror, rocking back and forth. And you know what the sound in her head was? What? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That was, was that was probably the weirdest shoot yeah. you and I ever been on. Very very strange place. The our, shore is a very strange place in the winter. And our job was to shoot a commercial for a a bustling summer resort. Mm. I can't even imagine how we made that work. I don't know. We just did exterior shots and then some interior shots, 
and then some B-roll of the area. We were there two days. Yeah, we stayed, yeah. Remember, we were uh, feeding the seagulls out the window. <laughs> that I don't remember. You don't remember? No. We shot that footage for the uh, Netherlands Showcase. Really? Yeah, I put a sock on my hand and some food, and the seagulls were flying by, and you shot all the video of them. Uh. So many things. I leave the room for one minute and you come back and you're talking about the Meadowland Showcase again. That's right. Coming soon. What's going on with the Hungry Dutchman? They were on the Meadowland Showcase. (laughs) You know, uh, I'm I'm, I'm glad you asked. Hungry Dutchman bassist Alec Cumming, his daughter is in Sunflower Bean. Oh, they're a big band right now. You've seen stuff about Sunflower Uh, Bean. Yeah, they were huge at South by Southwest this year. This is like their big coming out. Yeah. And Alec, I, you know, I'm friends with him on Facebook. Just by seeing his face, you could tell how proud he is on Facebook. You could tell, no, how in real life, because see how proud he is about Facebook. Alec, the bassist, and his his former wife. She was the keyboard player in the Hungry Dutchman. I'm so happy you asked. Cool, because we have so many months before I could talk about looking for Santa. <laughs> hey, a shout out to our good friend Pete Elga. Yeah. It's Pentax Pete. You know him? Yeah. No, no, he's not Yah. He's Pentax Pete. I'm saying, yeah, I know him. Oh, you do? Yeah. He says, Mike, you need glasses. My email was in the original message. You dumb bloke. Best wishes, the old bloke who plays a neat piano. I sent him some uh, a free film package. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's Pentax Pete. Good on you, yeah. Pentax Pete. Yeah. Uh, what cameras do you have to talk about today? Uh, would you, what would you like to talk about today? Well, off the record, you tell me. I, off the record. Uh, are we off the, let's put my hand over my mic like they do in the courtroom so no one can hear me. Oh, that came out pretty good. No. I've got a... Missed the focus. Uh, Stupid. I've got a Miranda Sensor X SLR. I have no idea what that means. I've got a Contax SLR, and I've got a Zeiss Icon... Contaflex. I have three SLRs. They're all SLRs. You take your pick. Let's do the contacts. I never heard of that. You would pick the contacts. How about but, we... but I want to talk about this thing, too. Okay. Cool. Have uh, Mark read this letter. Mark, read this letter. Tell him okay. <clears throat> Here's a letter from <laughs> Louis Zern. Uh, here's the message. Hey, gang. Long time listener, first time mailing in. Firstly, a little about he myself. <laughs> Mark, I've been shooting film for about two and a half years. My first film camera was a Kiev 88. Very nice. I've since upgraded to a Hasselblad 500CM. I like shooting street scenes and people in my local area of Fargo, North Dakota. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Bruce Dern. Yeah, huh? Moorhead, Minnesota. Don't put a lot of work on Flickr, trying to, but it's just not a platform I'm all that interested in. Everything goes on Facebook, highlights on Instagram. Uh, his name is at Louis R. Zern, L-O-U-I-S-R-Z-Z-U-R-N. I shoot mostly on the Hassey. See, he's, he's familiar with enough that he calls it a Hassey. Yeah, he's on first name basis. Yeah, hey, but my old buddy Hassey. But occasionally venture into other things, which brings me to the main reason I was emailing today. I was listening to Podcast 178, and you all were discussing 126 cameras. Specifically, the Instamatic 804 got a mention. That reminded me that I found one at an estate sale a couple of months back with the original sales receipt, which I thought was kind of cool, and cracked the cassette in it and put some Kentmere 400 in it. Worked pretty good for the most part. I just put my scans up on my Flickr and put some of my favorites from the roll in the FPP pool. Would be cool to hear from you, Louis R. Zern. Cool. 
You sound a little bit like Casey Kasem saying that. The countdown will begin this Sunday afternoon at 1, right here on the radio station you grew up with, Music Radio 138. Oh, fuck. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> and now a long-distance dedication. <laughs> goes out to Louis Cern. Now, Mark Dalzell wants to talk about he has a um, Graflex. Is it a crown graphic? It's a crown graphic. Yeah, let's talk about the crown graphics. With a stunning revelation. Oh my. Yes. Uh, Mark, you, uh, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, like, he, he, he does, right? He, he steps in shit. Yeah, he does. Like, you, like you find a used camera, but then you find some modification or some extra, something extra about it that's just he spectacular. Buys a, he buys a crummy, dusty old box for a dollar at a, a garage sale and hits a secret button and there's a diamond in there. Well, that's what I found. <laughs> I got a diamond. I bought yeah. this. This is a Crown Graphic, um, a 1955, because that's significant. Graflex Crown, Crown Graphic. What uh, type of film does this take? This is a 4x5. Okay. I bought this on eBay maybe three or four months ago. I've been wanting... I have, I have two or three 4x5 view cameras, you know, studio cameras, but I wanted something that I could handhold. You so, can go out and just shoot with it. Like I can just, I can literally just, you know, sh- you know, it's got a rangefinder. I can walk around. I can shoot with it. I've got the old formwear and swing thing, which is, an, you know, an old SLR, but that thing barely works. So I wanted something more reliable. So I picked this up on eBay. I was looking at the Crown Graphics and the Speed Graphics. I, I, I was. It's kind of confusing if you don't know anything about these. The people who know about these know everything. The people who don't know anything don't know anything. <laughs> uh, but uh, so the difference for all of you who don't know anything between the Crown Graphic and the Speed Graphic is the Speed Graphic has the focal plane shutter. So it's got a, it's got a cloth shutter right up against where you have the film. It also has a shutter on the lens at the front, or it can have a lens on the sh- or shutter on the lens at the front. So you can use either one. The focal plane shutter at the back has faster shutter speed, so that's why they call it the speed graphic, because you can do that. that. And because it's got the focal plane shutter, you can use the old-fashioned barrel lenses on the front that don't have shutters in them. So you could put, you could make a pinhole, you could have a pinhole in the front, you could put an enlarger lens on it, I mean, Hmm. you could put whatever you want on the front uh, and make a camera out of it. So the crown graphic does away with the focal plane shutter, so there's a lot less mechanics inside, you know, uh, inside the camera. It makes the camera lighter, mm-hmm. and it makes it cheaper. So I picked this one up for about $130, I think, on eBay, which was a real bargain. Uh, it's in really, really nice condition. It takes regular 4x5 holders, or it's got secret oh. um, ground glass that will pop out if you want to put it on a tripod and use it like a traditional 4x5. Uh, it's got the sports viewer that you can pop up here and do all kinds of fun things with. Mike looks seriously impressed. Well, I'm, I love those cameras. You've got a speed. I have a something. Is, is yours is around, right? Where's yeah, yours? It's right here on the shelf. Oh. Um, I, everybody seems to have one of these. It's like, the, it's like the, the Hasselblad 500 we just talked about. It seems like if you're a camera enthusiast, mm. you've probably got a Graflex 4x5 kicking around. It just so happens I never got around to stumbling across one at a flea market for $10. But Yeah, not yet. Yeah, there you go. Oh, it's a crown. So that means the shutter speeds are lesser? Uh, well, it depends on what... This is literally exactly the same camera. It's got the same lens and everything on it. Yeah, it's exactly the same camera. But he doesn't have the doodad. Well, so that's the difference, yeah. Well, I do have a rangefinder. Yeah, so you've got the, yeah, so you've got the exact same camera that I do. He's uh, got the doodad on the side. Yes, Oh, but it's it's, bare, it's almost oh it's so close. Oh, my range no, is on thing. the side. Yours is on the top. Yeah. So what they did was, well, the people at home, if you look and see, you can see that right there. <laughs> so 
th this camera came out in 1947. From 47 until 55, it had the side-mounted rangefinder on it, which is what you've got here. So, so you hold up on the side. That's older, that camera? This is the older style. Yeah. So you, you would line it up on the side, and then you would move your eye to the top to actually frame it. And then this has a parallax adjustment on the top to make sure you're lined up properly. Mm -hmm. Starting in 1955, they switched to the top-mounted rangefinder, which is what which is what mine has. So you can keep keep your eye on the top and switch back and forth between the rangefinder and and the uh, frame. Much more much more ergonomically designed. Right, exactly. Uh, and it looks like from Mike's serial number, his might be like a 53 or something. I mean, ah. his is, his is the sort of the end of that generation. So cool. And mine is a 1955. So I just squeaked in with mine. Yes. The shutter speeds, your apertures, all that is all determined by what lens you have on the front of it. It's got a removable lens board, so you can put whatever you want on there. You can show up to oh. a shoot with four lenses in a bag, and make it do whatever you want. Uh, it has. I'm just skimming through all the technical stuff. It's got tilt, you know, front swinging and swaying and all kinds of stuff that it'll do. If swing and swaying. Swinging and swanging, if you want to do that sort of thing. That sounds like the devil's work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the devil's, devil's photography. Anyway, I don't use any of that. The thing that I wanted to talk about on this camera, which seems to be a complete mystery on the Internet, is the uh, focusing light attachment on the top of this. So if you get a post-55... Uh, these were made from, from, the cameras are made from 47 to 73. So if you get a 55 to 73, basically, that has this top-mounted rangefinder that has the focusing light in it, and you don't know what it is, it takes two little AA batteries, and it's got a little light bulb in it, like out of a pinball machine, like a little, you know, like out of a dash light out of an old car. I couldn't find any information on the internet about what this thing actually was. Mine works fine. When you look through the rangefinder and you push the button to turn that on all it does is completely blind you uh you know like I, I i searched the internet i searched forums i looked up youtube trying to figure out what exactly this is i found references to it online of mine has this my battery door is missing mm -hmm. mine doesn't work how do you make it work but i couldn't find any definitive answer as to what what the hell it even was and i completely today this morning happened to be standing in a dark room with mine in my hand and i pushed the button and the light bulb went off this is a focusing aid if you're shooting in a dark room or back when these cameras were made when they were press cameras if you're shooting a dead body laying in the street in the middle of the night mm. and you need to be able to focus these cameras at night what you do is you push this you push the button on the side and it actually projects the light bulb out of the front of the camera like two little laser beams Two separate lights. Two separate lights come out of it. And then all you do is you focus until those two lights come together, like a rangefinder. Mm. So it's a rangefinder laser. That's crazy. From 1955. That's awesome. Uh, and I've tested it extensively, and it's dead on every time. Because you, so, you are, you're projecting the exact same reflection that you would be looking the at. The light is coming out of the rangefinder? Yeah, the light shoots out the front of the two windows. So the lights are keyed in with the focal plane of the uh, right. rangefinder. Yeah, so one of, one of the lights is shooting directly straight ahead, mm. and the other light is tilted. So as, as you focus it, and it, and yeah. it, it bends the mirror back so and forth. So one's off to the side, kind of like Mike's eyes. Exactly. <laughs> right? One blew this way, one blew that way. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, uh, mm. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. If you're shooting in a dark room, so you would, you know, back in the day, you'd be shooting with the big stick flash on the side with the bulb. So you could pre-focus stuff. Yes. 
you could literally be in a completely black room using the laser, focus on something on the wall or on the floor or whatever, put a bulb in, take the picture, mm-hmm. knowing that it would be in focus, even if you couldn't see what was going on in the room. That's it's amazing. Cool. Uh, so, Mark used the example of a dead body on the floor. Well, like, I'm just going like Ouija. Ouija. Yeah, I'm just right? doing the Ouija thing. But yeah, anything. I mean, imagine. Do you, do you think it was like talk uh, amongst all the photographers when this first was introduced? It would have to be. It's a yeah. great advantage. Because the only other way you could have done it, someone could have like shone a flashlight on the body, or you just have to use your sort of rough focusing scale on the front here, like, yeah, it's about eight feet. Yeah. Or you but, bring your AC with you in a tape measure. A lot of Well, us, still, I mean, you would still just be guessing. But. Well, if you're an event shooter back then, uh, I mean, in the uh, 80s and 90s when John and I would shoot video mm. weddings the photographers some of them had a little light a little light that they snapped on because you're at an event you can't get a focus right yeah exactly there you go well this also like I w- we were playing with it before in the dark with mike but you could use this even for portraiture if if it's a not super bright room uh you don't even have to look through the rangefinder. if i wanted to take a portrait of someone i could just beam the light onto their forehead oh. and and line it up Genius. And take the shot. Now, do you own it's the really stick good. flash that comes with that camera? Yeah, I've got a few of them. I've got a bunch of the bulbs, too. I haven't actually shot it yet, but uh, I will definitely... Uh, the lightsaber. Now, have you been shooting with this camera? I did. I, there's some portraits um, that, you, that the three of us actually coincidentally did uh, oh, yes. a couple weeks ago that I put up. So that was taken yeah. with this camera. Actually, coincidentally, speaking of Flickr, the, the one of me got picked for Explore, which is whatever... I never know how they pick those things. Oh, yes. cute. So how many so, millions of views do you have? I don't know. Like 10,000. I don't even know. That's yes. crazy. It was like 6,000 last time I looked. But it's always wow. flattering when you get picked for whatever reason. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my, that's my quick crown graphic review. But it's the crown graphic focusing light. Mm-hmm. That adds a huge amount of value, I would say. If, if, so if you're poking around on eBay, you're looking to buy one of these. It doesn't seem like anybody really knows the difference. But if you can find the one that has the focusing light in it... Uh, so you may have said this, but when you bought this, it was not identified as, or you didn't know that it had the focusing light. I didn't. You know what? I, I did know that you could get them with the side rangefinder or the top rangefinder, and I specifically wanted to get one with the top rangefinder just for the ergonomics of it. Okay. But I didn't know that it had a light bulb in it, and I didn't oh. know what the light bulb did, obviously. And did the seller know it had a light bulb? In no, because right. when you look these up online, people don't even, that's another important thing, people don't even differentiate between the 4x5 or the this the baby press cameras, oh. the two and a half by three and a quarter, or whatever. They don't know. Yeah, they just don't know. And in the pictures, the sort of scale it gets lost. So you might buy one and accidentally get a baby press. So if oh. if you see one of these things and it's got a buy it now of seventy five dollars, don't crazy. just jump on it. Like wait a second because it's probably a baby. Um, so just watch out for those. So uh, and that'll say that's the century graphic. So if you see the century graphic, that's the smaller one. So just make sure you are getting a four by five, and then. You know, try and aim for one that has the top mounted rangefinder because that the focusing light and that is little incredible. red button on the side. That's the button you push. Yep. So mm-hmm. that just clicks it yeah. on the side. So when you have it, you know, when you have it in your hand, it's, can it's, you see the bulb in there? What if your bulb was blown out? Can you replace it? You got to take off the whole the rangefinder. Bulb, uh, yeah, you just take these two screws out, and it pops out. Yeah. This is actually mine was missing the battery cover, which is this little thing. The battery cover should pop off to put the batteries in. But again, you just take these two screws out, and this just lifts off. So this morning, when I was aligning the rangefinder, you just I can just lay it on there, test it, take it off, adjust it, put it back on, adjust it. So it's really easy to work on. The rangefinder is completely separate from the camera. Is that bulb 60 years old? Yeah. It looks like it. Yeah. Right? Wow. Because it's probably only ever been used five minutes in its whole life. Right, uh, right, right. So, But it's, it's a completely standard little screw-based bulb. You could get it at any hobby store if you needed to. Hobby. 
you could practically put a Christmas tree bulb in there. It doesn't really matter what bulb it is. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of funny, because the way it projects, um, you're actually seeing the filament of the bulb itself. I can see it anywhere. Yeah, um, I can see it. Which is kind of funny. So you're, instead of having a... What does a, it say on there? It's just a spiral. It's got a word, though. No? No. It's just a, it's like a twisted piece of wire. You're oh, seeing, really? I thought that was a word. No, oh, you're... look at that, it is. You're seeing oh, the actual shit. spiral of the filament. That's crazy. So I thought it was a word. I thought it said, like, focus or something. No? Very cool. Let me know if you get one of these. Let me know if I'm crazy for being the only person on Earth who didn't know what that did. But I think it's pretty cool. Uh, you can write to uh, anyone here. <laughs> Say, Mark's, hey, Mark's this is crazy. For, this is for Mark. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. <clears throat> uh, let us know if uh, you've been shooting with your speed or crown graphic. Thank, oh, you, for, thank you very much, Mark. Yeah, you got it. Uh, our good friend, um, Sean Nelson, we met him in California. Yeah. Utah. Is he related to Sandy Nelson? Top photo. I don't know. Sean, are you related to Sandy Nelson? The drummer. Babyface Nelson. Nelson. Baby. He uh, very nice, very thoughtful. He zipped up some files of uh, vintage uh, camera commercials. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are ones I, I don't have in the archive. Like what era? Fifties and sixties. Oh no, kidding. So we'll take a break, and uh, we'll listen to uh, one of the spots that Sean sent over. This is Polaroid's new One Step Plus. Plus what? Plus an electronic cue light. It always gives you the exact light you need. How does it know? It has its own electric eye that tells it. What if it sends out too much? It can't. It reads the light and stops it when there's enough. So you can get beautiful pictures in minutes every time. Look, you can't beat that light. Beautiful. But I don't think that's the way it works. How do you think it works? Some other way. Get the One Step Plus. <laughs> Hey, we're back. Great news. Yeah. <clears throat> May, I'm hoping you, uh, Mark is, sparks his interest in this. I'm, I'm, I am I'm patiently, I am patiently waiting for the day that, John, you start developing your own negatives. Yes. Yes. Oh, as soon as he gets his lab box, he will. As soon as I get my back pension. 2021. <laughs> <laughs> when I get the my thing back is, pension, I'm going to buy a monkey and a hat for you, Spanky. The most important thing you need, you already have, which is a scanner. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Yeah. And it takes so it's so easy to pro- anyhow. I know. So I've been Thanks getting emails. Yeah. yeah, feel good about myself. Thank I've been you. getting a bunch of emails saying, "Can you guys release your own mono bath?" And I so I emailed Leslie or I called her and I said, "Leslie, what's going on with this mono bath? I know you used a mono bath." Uh-huh. So I sent a letter to over to our uh, Chem Central, and I said, "You know, mono bath." So right Down now, to those eggheads in the chemical department. <laughs> so right now, as we speak, six samples of the monobath are on their way over to FPPHQ. Whoa, cool! So I'm sure you want to try one out. I'll give them a try. Yeah, Leslie's going to try one. I'm going to try one. It's easy to. They were easy to mix up when I did it. Uh, what uh, what flavors did they come in? I'll try them. <laughs> well, monobath means you pre-wet your film. Mono meaning one. You pour one chemical in. You pour. Do you, was it reusable? Do you recall? Yeah, it is. You pour it back, and then you're you're just you're done, right? It's all in one. Yeah, all in one. Really? I, I have no recollection of the the time, but yeah, you put the film well, in, you wash it around for six seven minutes. Well, what are you, you sacrificing? It, and you pull it out by doing a mono bath. Anything? I don't know. Neg- negligible. 
Really? <laughs> You're sacrificing well, negligibility. Right? Well, I'll, I'll, wait negligibility. Hear, I'll wait to hear. I'll wait to hear. I'll wait to hear from Matt and Leslie. <laughs> well, you see, no I think, offense, Mike. <laughs> well, I think I'll, I'll pull up. I'll pull up my monobast. You see, stuff. if you took the expertise of, of darkroom expertise, no offense, Mark, if I'm offending you, if you took Mark and I and put us in the Brundle Fly machine, yeah. you'd get the same. This person that came out the other side, the one person, will be the same sloppy darkroom person. <laughs> no skills. Mm. No skills uh, uh, improved upon. Okay. Like, I think Mark and I are very... Um, Remember this picture? Oh, yeah. Monobat. Let me see. Looks great. Look at the tip That's of the my finger. That's the end of the roll. Uh, we're very matter-of-fact. Your stick. You're whole point oh, your stick at me. Yeah. Are you getting anybody get it didn't? What? You're very matter of fact, get in there, get it done kind of guy. I don't think you think as you, you both you and I don't think too much. We don't overthink it. Nope. We just like oh so, okay great six minutes and then whatever the minus or plus is in an egg we scan through it. Like we we will will adjust our scans. Uh, to some extent. Also, we're not. I, I don't want people out there to mm. think that I fake my pictures with Photoshop, but. No, you don't yeah. fake your pictures, but no. also we're not printing to to paper, and I think that has a lot to do with density and getting the perfect negative so you can make a paper print. Yeah, I mean that's, that's the number one thing. It makes it makes me crazy when when people say, uh, "Oh, you shoot film, you must have a dark room." <sighs> no, a dark room is when you're printing. I don't print. I just develop. You can develop in your kitchen. Mm. Now you have the space. How come you never got the print? You have an well, enlarger. I did. Have I did. No, I, I, I had a dark room up on my third floor. The enlarger's up there. I had all the chemicals. I had the trays. I had the whole deal. But uh, just the learning curve was too, was too much. I, I did some printing. They came out fine, but Expensive. it was so time-consuming. Expensive, well, too. The paper? And- it wasn't because you gave me like 4,000 pages of paper and that was all from your good. friend. Yeah, Deborah. Yeah. Yeah, it works fine. I, I have a couple prints around the house that I've done. But it was just so time-consuming that I never... I guess it's a personal thing that I never liked any of my pictures enough to think, oh, I'm going to print those and frame them and put them on the wall. Like, I, I, you know. We need a community dark room around here. That would be so great. There's, there's got to be something local. Uh, just well, go in and do it here. Pick one of your rooms. This is the Bushwick community dark room. That's in Brooklyn? It's in Brooklyn. Well, that may as well be in yeah. Nevada. Exactly. Yeah. Well, actually, there is enough space here because we have the downstairs. With its own entrance. Yeah, you should have like little, uh, the little like elf door you have to on, crawl yeah. through. No, on Wednesday door. nights for like two hours or three hours or something. Yeah, and the first person to come down is going to be CP Hawkeye Fasakis. Uh, hey, Mike. <laughs> what else, Mark? I don't know. Want to read a letter? Yeah, let's read a letter. What else you got? Here, there was one that said "Inspire" on it. Yeah, inspired. Inspired. Uh, I wanted to read that because you know this is how you know all the hard work that Mike does pays off. Oh, thank you, John. Um, it's from Matt Edward Davies. Matt Edwards Davies. It says, hey there, I just stumbled across a podcast a week or two ago, and I'm slowly catching up on my commute to work. Currently listening to July 15th, 2010. Yeah, he's Whoa. catching up. He's only seven years. He doesn't even know who I am. <laughs> yeah, you're, you, weren't even, you weren't even a thought in our minds yet, son. Uh, just wanted to commend you guys on a great and entertaining podcast. Although I was still semi-regularly shooting 120 and 4x5 film on a variety of cameras, listening to the podcast has inspired me to try processing on my own again after 15 years. Oh, See? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, also listening to early episodes of the podcast has reminded me that I have an exposed, unprocessed roll of Kodachrome 64 on my fridgy. <laughs> 
and the mystery of what it contains is practically killing me. I hope that by the time I catch up with the podcast, you guys will have broken the news that Kodak or some impossible project has revived the film. <laughs> Even the more process, impossible. And the processing. <laughs> so I can <laughs> unlock the mystery of what is now on that film. And shoot some more Kodachrome. Thanks, Matt. Well, first of all, Matt, that's, that's a dream that may never see the light of day, right? I think that even if a reformulated Kodachrome was released, which is possible, mm. it will not be the same. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying. Mm. Probably not be the same K14 yeah. process, which was amazingly... Toxic? Uh, well, anyhow, I mean, with all the, 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 the loosened... Uh, environmental regulations going on <laughs> right that now. Yeah, that's true. That those drums, you know, who knows? Maybe this weekend, Dwayne's of Dwayne's photo and his son will go out on a boat and pull up those canisters. Oh my God! So they could re- restart K14 Kodachrome processing. Yeah. I really, I really don't know. I, it's it's unlikely that that will come back. The 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 alternative to to Getting those images off is to process it black and white. Mm. So, just if you're that curious to see what you got. Yeah, I mean, I think there are other fish for Kodak to fry mm. <laughs> rather than go to Kodachrome. Oh. I mean, I, I don't really know. We got the P thirty two hundred, so let's just. And but, now we have Ectochrome coming out. And Ectochrome. Let yeah. me also say, you know, going back to Mike and I being the slapdash darkroom people that we are mm. you can develop kodachrome in black and white if there's something on there that you really want to know what it is if you want to take a chance uh, i've developed kodachrome in black and white uh, i did it in d76 but uh, i have some i'm going to do in extol next week and you will get a very faint image and it'll be on a really freaky yellow background but mm. it'll work do you scan it color or you scan it black and white black and white yeah, it's a black and white totally black and white negative it just comes you know, when, like when you do color film, it's got kind of that brownish, yeah. reddish base. Mm. The Kodachrome is yellow, yellow, like weird amber. Yeah. Well, or but, he, so it'll work. You can if just you throw want. it into a time capsule and hope that in the near future someone will figure out how to work. There around. it is. There's, I would be. Yeah. It would be wonderful if that came to be. And I think that Kodachrome is such a strong brand name for Kodak. Yeah. I would love for them to see to release a new. Because I think I think the buzz would be incredible. Of course. Uh, speaking of finding rolls of film and being curious, uh, I found a roll of Seattle Filmworks film Oh, that uh, you so kindly got developed for me. I posted a couple of photos. You did? Online, yeah. From, uh, I shot it back in 19... Had to be like 97? 96? No kidding. Uh, in Brooklyn, in my Brooklyn apartment. Uh, most of them didn't come out so good. Uh, but the few that came out of a sunset over the Brooklyn uh, or over the New Jersey horizon, because I was in Brooklyn looking at Jersey, came out pretty nice, pretty spectacular. And you posted these on your Flickr? on my Flickr streams. How long ago? Uh, oh, last week. These? Yeah. That's Seattle Filmworks. That's, that's Seattle Filmworks. Wow. Yeah, just four pictures, I think. Two of my birds in the sunset. Oh, look, John's been busy. What's, what's that? That's beautiful. Yeah. That's great. There's a shot of his daughter, and it says... Sir. Oh, that's right. There's no information. No, there's information. 200 CN. Yeah. What's that, 200 CN? BN. Is it BN? CN. I don't know. That's what it said on oh, the... Oh, uh, 400 CN. Oh, yeah, Kodak. Stupid. <laughs> chromogenic black and white, that stuff. Wow, John. You're shooting some really nice shots. Yeah, I wish I didn't have that light leak, but... Look at that. 
It's Tangy Boy. T- still alive. Yep. Still peeping. Driving me nuts. So uh, John has birds. So cute. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. So you guys recorded a surf. If you've been to Montclair, New Jersey, you've heard them. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. So you guys a few weeks ago when I attended came with my sixteen millimeter scoop at camera. Yes. You guys, Dane was there. You guys recorded a surf song. Yeah. Um, have you heard it? Of course. Yeah, I saw the video you put together. Have you seen? The I video? didn't. No. You didn't see it. He sent the link around. Get like the link, the he newsletter. Oh, the FEP newsletter? Yeah. Oh, I was waiting for a personal email with it. I'm no. going to send you a personal email. Oh, oh I, I didn't, I didn't see it in the newsletter. It's the one with your car's driving. Remember you the guys? Pizza. We did yeah. The, you didn't see that? No. Oh, it's oh my God. Okay. Oh, I want to see that. I'll send funny. you the link. It came out nice. It was in one, one of the FPP newsletters? Or what newsletter? Yeah, it was at the bottom. It was in the newsletter and also on the Facebook page. Maybe you're not a friend on the Facebook page. I am. But I, I don't know how friend, I missed that then. If you go to the FPP Facebook right now, there's the link... Like if you scroll, you'll see a picture. You didn't tag me of the group of the group. That's the video. It says FPP Pizza Surf. Oh, uh, film photography tube on YouTube. Well, I'm already on Facebook. You could find. I'm talking. To, I'm not talking to you. No, I'm talking to the audience. Who? Mike. There's nobody here. Oh, and <laughs> not people at home. Oh, you could find Pizza Surf. It was shot on the Canon Scoopic. When on did you post it? T- a week ago. No, it's right like as you. It's right at the top of a page if you click videos on Facebook. Pizza Surf. Yeah, that's it. I don't remember shooting that shot of us just standing there. That was the the portrait. Remember? Yeah, but I didn't know you shot it on film, on actual you know movie film. Yeah. Because it's funny with us just standing oh, there frozen. I'll watch it. Oh, good. You'll enjoy it later. It's very entertaining. I don't need to cut episode. into the show time here. Oh no, it's no. very entertaining. Uh, so that that's that's it for the show. You want to uh, yeah? Want to eat some uh, candy? No, do something. All right. So you guys at home, you could write to us podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> if you want to see the show notes, email what? to you. What show notes? We have a newsletter that goes out every week, and um, you know, so a new issue every week. You get information about new cool stuff in the FPP online store. And the FPP online store was created in 2011 for everyone listening. Mm-hmm. It was an organic genesis of, of like... With Peter Gabriel or Phil Collins? Both. Oh. Yes. And it just started... It was like a snowball rolling down the hill. Like It started yeah. with this and that. And How then, many items did you have in the store when you opened up? I remember placing an order with a Chinese company for all these like Holga cameras. <laughs> the plastic Fantastics? No. No, no. Holga, actual Holgas. Oh. That was the first items we had. Wow. And we had some film. And it just, you know, it just slowly over time evolved. And there's been huge evolutions, especially because uh, years ago we were very Polaroid centric, always mm. talking about. Instant photography. I instant, remember. Instant this, instant that. And now, it's evolved to a very always concentrated discussion of 35mm home processing. Like mm-hmm. It's almost like we've gone, we cover different things. We're, we're, we're growing up. Yeah. <laughs> we're growing up with the formats. Yeah. Uh, so, what was I saying? I don't know. Bye. Who are you? Um, Mike. Hi. To get this newsletter in your email box, uh, just go to the filmphotographyproject.com and click sign up for, it says FPP newsletter. Mm. 
Uh, make sure you're on that list. And not only do you get news and information, but you get the secret codes. Uh, and these sec- secret. They are. And this, it's very important you sign up for this newsletter because I have sad news. We reported this many shows ago, Mark, John, and I, that mm-hmm. discontinued films, films that are going away because they're not manufactured anymore but still available to shoot. And one of those is the FPP Color Infrared. <laughs> the price is going to go up. Yeah. But yeah. there's going to be a code for FPP podcast listeners. So Only. You, that's right. Be part of the club. F everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Infrared them. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I was trying to make a joke somehow. We will see you in two weeks. In two weeks, the gang will be here. Everybody. Everybody. It's going to be a love fest. It is. It's going to be great. The whole gang. I'm going to squeeze Leslie and Matt at the same time. Really? And tickle Mark. <laughs> like Beetlejuice. Yes. Yeah. Well, good night and uh, good night and good luck.
Sleep. 